<laughs> hey, Steve Rizzo here, and welcome to Hey, I'm Talking Here. This is a show about empowerment. It's a show that can not only take you to a better place personally, but professionally. And in my view, well, that's the ultimate success. This show is brought to you by Conversations with Bob which is my new book that was released oh, maybe four months ago. It's getting wonderful reviews. If you would like to purchase a copy of the book at yourinnerbob.com. You know what I'm excited about? I'm excited about the title of the show, Becoming a Humor Being. I'm talking here. I'm talking here. Unleashing the power of your humor being. It's a phrase that I created a long time ago when I wrote my first book. That was in 1999, I think. It was called Becoming a Humor Being. And when it was finished, I still didn't have a title for the book. I didn't have a title for it at all. So I called my friend Jeff Slutsky and I said, look, I have this book. Uh, and he thought it was a wonderful idea. And I said, but I don't know what to call it. So he said, he goes, well, what is it about? I said, it's me trying to tell people that they have a humor being within them. And if they tap into it, their life will become easier. He goes, idiot, you call it becoming a human being. And I said, of course. It's a great, it's a great phrase, and it's trademarked in case you people are wondering. And uh, as a matter of fact, I think, I think this is going to uh, bring us right in now to the, uh, the Rizzo memo. It's on. Folks, we're on. The Rizzo memo. We interrupt this program to bring you a special news bulletin. We're living in a world that's moving incredibly fast. And on top of our personal problems and everyday pressures, the newspapers and TV news tell us that our economy is falling apart. Corporations are being forced to downsize and small businesses are going to have a really tough time making it. And we're still, we are still in the middle of a worldwide pandemic. Cell phones, emails, text messages, social media are clogging our minds with an overwhelming amount of information, leaving us with little or no time at all to relax, to unwind, and to focus our attention on what's really important in our lives. And to compound this, political unrest, crime, disease, prejudice, and violence are running rampant in our lives. You folks feeling better yet? It's really no wonder why so many of us have to be medicated in some way or another in order to cope with the madness that we created. We actually created this. And I honestly believe that our ability to shift and to occasionally laugh off the major and minor tensions in our lives, it's crucial in order for us to survive the insanity. Folks, I'm not just suggesting. I'm telling you, we have to take time out to laugh every day. I mean, why do you think people go to comedy clubs? They go to comedy clubs because they want to laugh. So take time out. You owe it to yourself to laugh. And that's the weekly Rizzo memo. That's why I decided to have this particular show and entitle it Unleash the Power of Your Human Being. Because I really believe each and every one of us have to take time out to unleash this power that we have inside of us. Each and every one of you that are listening to me right now has what I call a humor being within them. As a matter of fact, I believe everyone on this planet is born with a humor being within them. Unfortunately, most people go their entire lives never knowing they have this power, let alone how to tap into it and make it work for them. Your humor being is, is of your, your, your higher nature. It's a part of your higher self. 
it's it's actually a part of you that can bring out the best in you when times get really tough. And what your human being can give you more than anything else is peace of mind and emotional stability. Now, just think about what we've all been going through this these past years in our lives with the pandemic and this whole incredible change that has taken place in our lives. And then tell me we don't need that what I call a sacred timeout to laugh, to get back into the to the realm of enjoying our lives. You know, I know a lot of you know that I did stand-up comedy for, geez, over 25 years, I guess. And uh, I headlined comedy clubs and theaters and colleges throughout the country. I had a Showtime special and a lot of other TV appearances. Now, I'm not saying any of this to impress you. Well, maybe just a little. I mean, hell, what about my needs? But actually, I'm, I'm saying it to and impress upon you that there were so many times when I was on that stage and I had a realization, I just was so well aware that there are people in the audience experiencing challenging times of some kind. You know, maybe they were going through a divorce, maybe they were having financial difficulties, maybe they or a loved one were inflicted with some kind of illness. But for that time that I was on stage, their challenges, their problems, whatever they were, didn't own them. Why? Because they simply allowed themselves to take time out to laugh. And that's the key phrase. You have to allow yourself. They allowed themselves to take time out to laugh. Laughter, the rat race of life, and that it gives us enough emotional fuel and repairs to get back into the race again. But the the initiative and the proficiency by which we allow ourselves to laugh comes from what I call your humor being. And if you use it, the more it becomes a part of who you are. And eventually, life does become easier. It's not a cure-all to your, to your life's problems. What it just does is that it gives you that bounce-back factor, and it places you at the helm so that you can steer the course of your life when the storms of misfortune are pouring down on you. And I, I guess I was very blessed growing up because no matter what challenge that life threw at us, with my family, when I was growing up with my brothers and my sister, my mom and dad had this incredible way of helping us to laugh off the fear. Okay, they instilled 95% of the fear, but they helped us to laugh it off. But I was very fortunate because, you know, um, as I said, my mom and dad helped us to laugh off the fear. And um, no matter what happened to us, they, they were there. And my mom had an, an incredible sense of humor, you know, cutting edge humor with that New York slant, that New York attitude that could just cut to the quick. And quite often it would take her over the line, way over the line. And I inherited that. I have my mother's sense of humor. I, I remember, um, I think it was two, three months before she passed away, uh, my dad and I had to take my dad and I had to take her to uh, uh, the doctor's office to find out what the results were for some tests that were taken. And as you can imagine, that's, that's a lot of stress right there. So we get to the doctor's office, we open up the door, and then we realize the place is packed. And now we know we're going to have to sit there for another hour. But my mom is just so cool. And she's sitting in the doctor's office, and unknowingly, she's sitting on a magazine, okay? And the edge of the magazine is sticking out. And this man walks by... <laughs> And he says, oh, oh, excuse me, ma'am, are you reading that magazine? 
My father gives me a nudge and says, let the show begin. Without missing a beat, my mom stands up, looks directly at the guy, looks back down at the magazine, turns a page, sits back down, wiggles her butt on the magazine, looks up at the guy and says, I have one page left, young man. And everyone in the waiting room was in tears hysterical. And you know what I noticed? There was an, an immediate, immediate change in energy in that waiting room. It just like lightened up. You could feel it. It just lightened up the atmosphere. And it just, it, and I took that with me. I took my mom's sense of humor. And that's why I do stand-up comedy today. I mean, my father used to look at my report card and go, what are you, a comedian? You know, and something clicked. So I took my mom's sense of humor with me. The only problem is with that is that when I was younger, it got me in trouble quite often. And even still to this day, uh, you know, I, I can push the envelope just a bit. I, I Because when I was younger, and especially if I was being reprimanded by an adult or, 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 or some kind of an authority, a figure, in the middle of the reprimand, if there was a punchline there, or if I felt this urge to blurt out a funny line, I was going to say it, and I didn't give a damn about the consequences. As a fact, I, I, I'll never forget the first time I lied to my father. I remember I was 10 years old, and man, was he really pissed off at me. And he looked at me straight in the eyes, and he said, what kind of idiot do you think I am? And I said, well, Pop, what are the categories? <laughs> <laughs> And my brother's going, I told you, you shouldn't have said anything. And I'm like, yeah, but that was worth it. Did you hear that? Write that down. That was fun. Even the old man was laughing at that. Write that down. Hey, I'm talking here and nobody's listening. I'll tell you, I get no respect. Even the other day, I told my son to take out the garbage. He said, you married her, you take her out. <laughs> I'm not going to brag, but I am. By the way, all those little takes that you see, that's me doing the impressions of the character. I did Dustin Hoffman at the beginning. Hey, I'm talking here. I'll never forget the time when I was in um, when I was in California. This wasn't too long ago when I was living in California in a Marina Del Rey, and I passed a stop sign, right? I couldn't help it. I just couldn't help him. The cop pulls me over and he goes, "Didn't you see that stop sign?" And I said, "Yep, just didn't see you hiding behind it." He goes, "Are you drinking?" I said, "I don't know. Are you buying?" <laughs> and then he said, "You want to get out of the car?" Uh, also, also the time when I was in um. Geez, where was I? I was camping with my friends all through New England, and we went to Canada. And on the way back, we had to hit customs. Now, you know how strict customs is. And this big custom agent comes to the car. He's like 6'6", 250 pounds, taps on the window. I roll down the window. He goes, you carrying any weapons? And his same voice, I looked at him. I said, what do you need? <laughs> he said, get out of the car. Got in trouble on that one, though. But it was always humor that got me out of stuff, too, though. You know, it was always my sense of humor that gave me the bounce back factor. You know, I, I, I had some major challenging moments in my life, but I always remembered that there's always time to laugh. There's always time for that time out. And it's not necessarily that you have to, you have to uh, uh, find the laughter immediately in a stressful situation. It's not that. It's about at some point you have to let go of the anger. You have to let go of the self-doubt, the overwhelm, the fear, the frustration, whatever negative emotion is controlling you at the moment. And, and, and once you become aware that, um, that you start feeling better because you're seeing the humor in things, uh, your humor being is sending a message to your subconscious, and your subconscious runs 97% of your life, and your subconscious is going, hey, you know what? You just, did you notice? You just, you're feeling a little bit better now. You've got a little bit more emotional stability going with you. 
you know, contact that part of yourself more often. The more you do, the more it becomes a part of who you are. As a matter of fact, uh, I think I think I think this is a perfect time, a perfect segue to introduce the word according to Bob's segment. And before we go to this, let me give it a little intro. This segment that you're going to hear, the word according to Bob, epitomizes exactly what I'm saying. And this is the first time in my life that I where I realized the power of my humor being. And it's where my humor being came to the rescue in the midst of a stressful situation and to turned that totally stressful situation into the ultimate success story. So take it away. One day in third grade, yours truly was performing in the play Alice in Wonderland. No, I'm not bragging, and no, I wasn't Alice. I was Humpty Dumpty, you know, the egghead, the guy that fell off the wall and was really pissed off when he found out that he didn't have workers' comp. Anyway, it was opening night, and the auditorium was packed. I could see my mom and dad as I looked out from the wings of the stage. I have to tell you folks, that's a lot of pressure for a third grader. And the time for my scene came in the blink of an eye. And there I was, sitting on a wall in my egg costume. Everything was going fine until my line. I'm one who has spoken to a king, I am. Well, I guess I said it with a little too much enthusiasm because I lost my balance and I fell over on the backside of the wall. And all the audience could hear was a giant thud. Now, I didn't get hurt, not physically anyway, but I remember how humiliated I felt waiting behind that wall for the audience to realize that falling wasn't part of the act just yet. And all I can think of was that I messed up big time. I ruined the play. I was going to be the entire laughing stock of the entire school. And how, I wondered, was I ever going to face my parents? I wanted to run off the stage and hide, but I, I couldn't. I, I was frozen by fear. Crouching behind the wall, an egg with egg on his face. And as all of these negative thoughts are running through my mind, the teacher's running up the step and she screams out, Stephen, are you okay? And without missing a beat, I yelled out as loud as I could. Yeah, yeah, I'm all right, but I, uh, I think I cracked my shell. I hope Alice doesn't mind scrambled eggs. To my young surprise, the entire audience exploded with laughter. Now hearing the laughter, I slowly stuck my head above the wall to check out what was going on. And as soon as the audience saw my big egg head, the laughter turned into cheers and everyone, and I mean everyone in that auditorium, including the cast, was standing and chanting, Humpty, Humpty. Now because scrambled eggs just aren't as good without a little ham, I jumped up on top of the wall and I proceeded to take many exaggerated bows. The teacher was begging me to please sit down before I fell off the wall again, but I couldn't help myself. I was totally blown away by the reaction and the attention I was getting. Eventually, I sat down, the play continued, and what a huge success it was. That night, in third grade, my humor being came to the rescue. Just by blurting out the first obvious joke that came to my mind, I went from a clutch to a hero. An emotional transformation took place. I went from the most humiliating experience in my young life to becoming the star of the show. Hey, I'm not exaggerating when I say star. When the play was over, I was actually signing autographs. Here's the takeaway. Sometimes in life, all you need is a couple of seconds to catch your second wind. 
laughter, your humor being, gives you that couple of seconds over and over again. Now that's power. And that's the word, according to Bob. Yeah, that's the word according to Bob. And, and now I guess um, it's time for me to explain to you who Bob is. Your inner Bob is your higher self. It is the part of you that brings out the best in you when times get really tough. Your inner Bob has all of the answers to all of your questions. Your inner Bob has all the solutions to every problem and every challenge that you will have. Some people call this inner Bob the light the force, the almighty. Some people call it the universe. Uh, most people call it God. I happen to call it Bob. Why do I call it Bob? Well, I'm going to explain this to you. Uh, years ago, uh, at probably one of the most challenging points of my life, I left Long Island and I moved uh, to, um, to uh, Marina Del Rey, California, just to get my life together. And I was uh, walking on a beach one morning, Venice Beach, about 4.30 in the morning, which is not a very wise thing to do. And I lost total control and I yelled out, what the hell is wrong with me and what the hell am I doing here? And um, before I took another step, I heard this voice within me said, you know why you're here and you know what's wrong. You're just too caught up in your own drama to find the answer. Right then and there, I knew I was on to something. I ran home to my apartment, I started typing. I asked another question, another answer came, another question, before you know it, I was writing a book. And the name of the book is, in the subtitle it's called um, A Timeless Entertaining Dialogue for Living an Extraordinary Life. So uh, that's why when I say to you, connect with your inner Bob, uh, your humor being is just one of the strategies that Bob offers in the book. And the book is filled with many, many different strategies. Uh, I'm very excited about it. It took me seven years to write. And um, this is one of the reasons why I'm doing the show. I want to get the message out to everyone. Oh, here's a good question from Sean R. What about humor in this politically, well, this politically correct environment? Wow. Okay. That's a great question. And I think it's an important question too. We are at a point in this country where we're stifling our laughter genes, our humor genes. And it's, it's getting to the point where it becomes so politically correct that it's getting absurd. And I want everyone to get this. I know that there are people out there that like to offend people, and I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about literally stifling one of the greatest gifts that Bob ever gave us, and that's your ability to laugh. It helps us to laugh off the fear of a subject matter. But the only way you can laugh off the fear of a subject matter is if you can confront the subject matter with laughter. So for those of you who get offended, look at it from that, aspect, that perspective. That's all I'm asking is to pull yourself back before you start getting agitated and feeling offended. Know that in order to deal with something, you have to look at it from a humorous perspective first. And when you allow yourself to laugh off the fear, the negativity, the self-doubt, the overwhelm, the anger, you bring yourself closer to the situation. You can now embrace it. And now you can relate to what the problem, the core of the problem is. I hope this is making sense to you. And, and, and if not, let me give you a perfect example. I, I, would, I guess I would be correct by saying 90% of the people listening right now have watched the sitcom, if not the reruns of MASH, okay? How many times have you seen Hawkeye 
who, who Alan Alda plays the part of Hawkeye, he's in the op operating room, and his hands are in some inside some kid's insides. Blood is splurting all over the place. Bombs are bursting up. Things are shaking. There's no medical supplies left. Bodies are being brought in by the dozens. And what, what is he doing in the middle of all this? He's cracking jokes. He's cracking jokes in this incredible, dire situation. Now, by cracking jokes, he's not negating the seriousness of this subject matter. He simply knows that his humor being in that moment is the only saving grace in a place where there seems to be so little hope. As a matter of fact, his humor being is giving him the courage to do what needs to be done, and that's to save lives. And he's able to do that intuitively from that higher part of himself that is letting him know, hey, pal, it's time to laugh. I gave you this gift. What good is a gift if you don't use it? I don't think you can get a perfect example more than that. And that's what I'm asking all of you people. I believe there are too many people today who wake up and say, who can offend me now? Who's going to piss me off now? And, and I can't wait so I can vent and tell that person that they're wrong. You'll be stifling one of the greatest gifts that you have. And there's no greater gift if you have children or grandchildren than to give to your children or grandchildren than the power of laughter. Kids need to know today more than ever that life is going to be very challenging. But there's always, 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 always room for laughter. Always. If you could instill that to them, you'll be raising very healthy people. And when they become your age, they'll be able to cope with situations a lot better than we have. I wish... I knew how important, I wish on that Humpty Dumpty wall that I would have realized how important that moment was in my life. It wasn't until I became an adult when I looked back at that situation how important it was. So unleash the power of your humor being on a daily basis. That's all I'm asking you to do. Try it. The more you do it, the more it becomes a part of who you are. Folks, I hope you enjoyed this show. And again, I want to thank my director and producer, Bruce, for being such a part of this. We will be doing this, uh, I think almost every week we'll be doing this. Folks, I, I hope everyone enjoyed themselves and remember the word according to Bob. And um, I thank you all for being a part of this. Enjoy the rest of the day and uh, good time to start to unleash the power of your human being. Love you all, take care until next time.